And uh, I would like to um, just uh, sit quietly without guidance for my side uh, for about 45 minutes and then we do a walking meditation and then again just um, sitting quietly after the walking meditation and then there's a bit of time for wrapping it up. I, I mentioned the, the inner meditation master, the inner spiritual teacher. So listening to a teacher, receiving guidance from, from different teachers helps you to find, to, to, to nurture, to develop the, this, this inner guidance. The, the inner voice. Initially, that is of course conceptual. So, if you guide yourself, then it starts with you know, something like could be just yes, for example. If yes would be a, like a, a guidance, you, you start with that. Why? I call upon the light within. So. That's the guidance. And you just, I call upon the light within, I call upon the light within. But, but, but the meditation is not the, I call upon the light within. The, the meditation is what it leads to, to, to the direct experience. So what what would be uh, wholesome guidance for you. Maybe it's something I said. Maybe you know. Uh, maybe it's something from someone else. So maybe something uh, which you're curious about or which supports you. It could be also mental images. Yeah. Like uh, you might, if you use, if you hear. Uh, I call upon the light within, there might be a mental image, like a sun or something like that. But that's that's still not really the meditation. It's still like meditating on a mental image. So the conceptual guidance and the mental images, they they, they give you the possibility to have a non-symbolic experience a non-symbolic experience. It's called a direct experience. A non, or it's called also a non-conceptual experience. It's good to, uh, <clears throat> it, it could be helpful to uh, enter the meditation without a plan. It could. Uh, it 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 really depends. Uh, so for some people, it's helpful to have a kind of structure and to follow, like you know what I call the entry protocol, and then you know you have a sadhana, like a like a sadhana. So, but it could be also helpful to just become still and. 
allow the guidance to appear. That's also a possibility. For some people, that's too confusing, yeah, because then they it's like, so what? What should I? What's meditation? Well, what should I? I have breath. I, uh, so, um, for some people, it's helpful to to have a sadhana. Maybe it's even like a written written down first step, second steps, third step, yeah, and then they feel safe within that frame. The ritual makes them feel safe. And then something something can emerge in that safety. And for some people it really works well to just don't have a plan and allow the guidance to come. And, and beginners beginners most beginners need to have a sadhana. And if it's like, you know, the three steps of breathing meditation or something like that, very, very mm-hmm. simple, but, but something, some structure. Otherwise, it's like, what should I do? What should I do? Confusing. At one point, when you, when you use the guidance, like, uh, I call upon the, uh, I call upon the light within. At one point, you don't need to the sentence anymore. It becomes like maybe then light, light, you don't, you, you don't need to, you don't need to think the sentence. Your, your, your heart knows. So your heart knows the way home, the homing instinct. A bird doesn't need to have a conceptual map of the earth to find its way home. It knows it in its being or bones or So there, there has been some, some of the guidance I gave this weekend. Uh, the sacred space. So that's the togetherness, you know, living what is exactly as it is. Not in a ignoring way. So, so you can also leave something as it is and you ignore it. But leaving this moment as it is by experiencing it as fully as possible. So you, you feel completely as what is, but you don't do anything. Sometimes I, I use the, this pith instruction, uh, stay close and do nothing. But this is slightly different because stay close is still like, 
your your clothes, that's very good. Yeah, so it's it's still valid uh, to stay close. Uh, but there there is still some separation. You stay close to something. So this is more than staying close. It's like becoming it. Like filling it out, feeling it out completely. One of the suggestions was that if what you meet first is tension, kind of a bit of claustrophobic experience, uh, that uh, this, uh, that that is uh, your physical body uh, tensing against your experience, <clears throat> tensing against feelings. So being with that, becoming that, uh, with the possibility that you might discover what feeling you fence off. Uh, Through the feeling of being stuck, of being frozen, feelings of discomfort, restlessness, or tiredness. What is it what you fence off? It's a possibility. that It's not like uh, that you kind of start to kind of seek, you know, so what feeling is behind. But it's a possibility that just naturally, also with the breath, you know, breathing with attention, breathing with the sense of being stuck or narrow, tight, that it is a possibility that then you might connect with your emotional body, which is more subtle. With what do you feel the emotional body? And right now I can't say it better than you feel it with your heart. It's a different, it's a different, it's a different uh, sense gate than, than the way you feel the, the, the coarse body, the physical body. The sensations. So sensations and feelings are, they are of course connected. It's a continuum, but they are two different things. They are in a different, they are in a different frequency. And they can't be felt in th- or this is like very approximately, so it's not like I'm talking about something very subtle, so don't take it too serious. But 
they can't be felt with that which which you feel the sensations. It's something else. The way I can express it right now is you feel your feelings with your heart. So then um, <clears throat> maybe a, a helpful image maybe uh, was uh, at one point I talked about eyes. Yeah? Because you know, I come from the experience of being frozen. So for me the the eyes so so there is the fight flight freeze. Yeah. The worst is the freeze. Fight flight is also yeah, it's it has its challenges, but the worst is the freeze. Being frozen inside. Because when, when you're frozen inside, you completely disconnect. It's a feeling of you, I'm not in connection with myself. And if you're not in connection with yourself, you can't be connected to others. You feel frozen, locked, separated. You can't reach out. In, you, can, you can reach out with your body, but... but uh, you can't. You, do, you don't feel. You don't feel connected to others. You don't feel connected to to nature. You don't feel connected to your life. So that's why, for me, the, the eyes is 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 a, is a, is a sim, like a, a symbol which works for me. Yeah. And maybe your kind of favorite uh, coping strategy is not the freeze, but you know. You go more into the fight-flight response. Yeah. Babies often, that's an option they have to freeze because uh, their experience is overwhelming. They, they, they don't have, their, their body-mind system doesn't have the capacity to feel the feelings. It's too much. And if then in that moment there's no parent who is helping the baby to co-regulate the feelings in order for this organism to survive it needs to freeze it needs to play dead the beautiful uh, part of this image of the eyes is when it melts so it transforms it's the idea of transformation or the tantric idea of transformation, which you then also apply to anger and desire. The vitality, so in the in the freeze, you you block your vitality, your aliveness. And but there's so much energy in it. One way to try to handle this situation, which we can choose, is to disassociate. To, disassociate. Yeah. to kind of try to leave it behind. And we might use spiritual practice for that. But that doesn't, that doesn't, and, and up there, like in the transcendental realm, or in the jhanas, in the meditative absorptions, it, it's 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 good there, but it 
it's disconnected. It, it's, it's not what you're really looking for. It's like a break, but, but it's not uh, because we want to love and we want to be loved. We want to feel connected. We want to feel alive. That's where happiness is. I mean, genuine happiness. That's where fundamental well-being is. The, the melting is... The melting is the, is the way to, re, to reclaim the energy in the ice, in the frozenness, in the emotion. It drips into your... It drips into your being and it becomes available as the experience of aliveness. And it becomes, and, and that aliveness then leads into the expansion of connectedness. So then I also use the word falling. And again, this is not a literal, you know, and it doesn't need to. Uh, correspond with your own experience, but it does for some people. It's an experience of falling. So you fall through, like if you, if you think of your organism like as different layers, so there's first the thoughts, and then there's the defense, the frozenness, and then there's the emotional body, and then there's more, more subtle more subtle. It's so the, that more subtle that in the in the Yogashara school of Buddhism, it's called the Alaya Vijnaya, the storehouse consciousness, similar to the to the subconscious. Yeah. So that's that's where everything is. What you are not aware right now, and the experience could be. A sense of falling. Yeah, it's like it's like you fall through this. Well, not you. It's an experience of falling. There's nobody falling, but it's an experience of falling. So you fall through this into your heart, into the inner light. I said other things, but uh, they will, if they are uh, wholesome for you. They, they will appear. Even if I don't talk with you, I'm, I'm with you, and we are with each other. So there is guidance, but it's not uh, through words. As in the other sessions, look after yourself, don't be shy to lie down, so that your posture is not so much an issue that you are kind of just busy with, you know, the, the posture. So then you lie down or you sit on your chair. Uh, you can also uh, make like small units of meditation, like you know, five minutes, and then you kind of take a break. That's also meditation, but let's call it a break. Maybe you open your eyes for... <laughs> for a while and maybe you, you shift into something else, something else you want to explore, listening or that's not like a, we are not on a on a journey of like 
deepening, 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 and staying, 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 like trying to get somewhere. But it's more like a, yeah, a walk through the landscape, and you might discover different, different rooms within the forest of your experience. Yeah. Also, if something gets bored, you know, you notice if something gets bored, if you just uh, get into thinking, I mean, thinking about, you know. And there's also time for that, you know. Maybe you give yourself five minutes of just the daily catastrophic thinking. So it's just like, you can really go into it, like fill it out, you know, like, poo. It's like, uh, it's also good. So then you you need there there needs to be room for giving uh, giving the parts of you space to play. Yeah, instead of immediately like we don't want to, you here. Yeah, like trying to put the so you 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 give you give it some space, uh, but then you come back. So the first thing is, uh, whatever you experience right now and whatever you have experienced now the last 45 minutes, all, all of that uh, has, has been uh, appearances within awareness, within mind. You, you, the whole time in this meditation, you have not experienced a single thing out there. It's impossible. So in a way you could say the whole time you experienced in here. Also the experience of something so-called outside is in here. And we will never know if there's actually an out there. And there's different, within Buddhism, different philosophical ideas about that. For sure, what is not out there, and that is scientifically, without doubt, what is not out there is an objective universe made for matter. That's absolutely not out there. That has been proven and science beyond any kind of doubt. So everything in this moment is an appearance within consciousness. Like a dream, exactly like a dream. It's a mind-blowing uh, reminder you know, to become, to bring that into into your experience. 
because it appears to be different. And that's the distortion, that's the confusion. That's what is called ignorance in the Buddhist teachings. It appears to be different. So these appearances, or these experiences, what are they made out of? They are made out of consciousness, of awareness. What else could there be? In a dream, the appearances in a dream, they are made from the consciousness of the dreamer. So it's one, one thing to you know, think this, <clears throat> but in meditation you start to experience, experience directly the illusion-like nature of all these appearances. You, you see it directly, as if you are in a lucid dream where you are awake and you see the insubstantiality of the appearances. They don't vanish, but they, 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 they are seen as having no substance. Like They are seen like a rainbow. So you see a rainbow and it's clearly appearing. There is something there, an appearance, but you don't see it as a solid thing where you can go with a chainsaw and cut a piece out of it. So the, we see, uh, we perceive the rainbow as having no substance. So even like if you have an appearance of solidness, like the solidness of your legs now on the ground or the solidness of the body, the appearance of this, what you call solid, has no substance. And you can see it directly if you take t time for it, if you take the gentleness and the patience for it. So the appearance and the awareness of the appearance, they are not separate from each other. In confusion, it seems that you are looking from to something. But appearance and awareness are not separate from each other. So this is difficult uh, to describe and uh, for most of you it will not make sense, but I say it anyway. The appearances are known where they are. They are not known from here or from somewhere else or from an eye or from a self. They are also not known by a kind of a space of space of consciousness or something like that. They are known where they are. The knowing and the appearing is the same. 
There is not a separate knowing here and what is being known there. That is a dualistic. That's the beginning of the dualistic split. You will not recognize what I'm saying here now until you have the experience of it. But uh, it's maybe good to have heard it anyway, because then you can recognize it when it's when it's occurring for you. If you have the sense that I'm describing something which somehow you kind of, I don't know, it resonates with you, uh, so then then you're ex- then you're approaching non-duality. Then you have had glimpses of non-duality. And if not, then just keep it as some, some, some idea, something you have heard. It will be helpful uh, when this dawns upon you. So we have a walking meditation and just you know, just walking, you no, know, just like like just sitting. Just one reminder, you know, the possibility uh, if you want to walk with some someone, yeah. So that could be a part of you. It could be anyone. Could be a visitor from your past life or whatever. Yeah. So. If you have, you know, if you have touched some grief, or if you have touched the frozenness, uh, so I said that already, but I repeat it. So one way is to follow your intuition into the question: How old is that? When does it, when did it occur the first time? What does it remind you of? And you might add up with a child of memory or with a sense of you as a baby or as a three-year-old or something like that. And then you you personify this part as as this. And, and, the, and, and the first thing is just to say hello. I see you. I'm here for you. I'm willing to have a relationship. I, I, I commit to our relationship. I'm not going to abandon you anymore. And then you can start, then you can learn, if you're interested in this, you can learn how to have a a really healing conversation with that through focusing through internal family system therapy, through different, different ways. So if you if you want to kind of go further than just saying hello, but but uh, but just saying hello is a lot. It's a lot. It's like you know, if you from your heart greet a person, that's a lot. As you know, like if you are just greeted and and you are seen, and some someone acknowledge you. So that's a lot, even if it doesn't go deeper. But this, just, just hello, I see you. 
And then when you say hello, notice what happens. Is this hello received? Does it change? Is there a sense of relaxation? A sense of, finally, she sees me. Uh, And then we also need to acknowledge, for some people, this is completely like, Holy shit, what is this? You know? <laughs> so that, that's fine. That's why there's 84,000 doors. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you have the key to some of these doors. 